Good morning, gentlemen. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the Summerton Community of Summerton, Philadelphia. We are continuing with Derek Hashem, starting a, a lovely new week of uh, our Derek Hashem week. A lovely Monday morning over here. And uh, we are in Chelek Dalit Periches. We're still in the Perik that goes through the themes of the seasonal Yomim Taivim. And really, not just the seasonal Yomim Taivim, but the seasonal mitzvahs that we do on each Yom Tov, what we're pulling down, the Kedusha, the Oiris, the Shefa, and the godliness that comes down each particular season of the year. We went through, so far we saw Pesach, we saw Sukkis, we saw Chanukah and Purim, and we saw Rosh Hashanah, but more specifically, we really saw about Chamei Tzamatzah, we saw about Sukkot and Lulav, we saw about the mitzvahs we do on Chanukah, the mitzvahs we do on Purim, the mitzvahs we do on Rosh Hashanah, i.e. the Shoifer, and now we're up to Yom Kippur. And Yom Kippur is going to be in direct contrast and complementing what we saw as being the theme of Rosh Hashanah, what was going on in Rosh Hashanah. Okay, so let's see, let's 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 uh, kick this off over here, and then we're going to see immediately how this is its own unique element and how it, it differs and complements, really complements what's going on in Rosh Hashanah. Omnam. What's Yom Kippur all about? Because uh, as we take a step back before we go on, it has to be explained is Yom Kippur is known as, as a day of judgment, right? We call Yom Kippur Yom Adin. Rosh Hashanah is known as a Yom Adin, a day of judgment. So we have two, three days of judgment, Rosh Hashanah is already two days. Yom Kippur is the third day, ten days later there's another day of judgment. What's Rosh Hashanah's role? What's Yom Kippur's role? So it says the Ramchal, what's Yom Kippur all about? HaKadosh Baruch is prepared for Klai Yisrael, for the Yidin. One day, one day out of the year, that it's much easier to do tshuva, our tshuva is more, much more readily accepted. If Yidin wants to do tshuva, he wants to return, he wants to do tshuva, he wants to repent, much easier to do tshuva, and his tshuva is received much more swiftly, with more ease. And it's easier, much easier to get your averis erased and, and, and forgiven. So two elements that Yom Kippur is about, and we're going to see this is the theme that's going to go through this paragraph. The two elements of Yom Kippur is... Shuva and Mechila. Repentance, that I can change who I am, I can mend my ways, and I can get my Averis forgiven. Now, we see right away, that has nothing to do with Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, we didn't say anything about that, right? And Rosh Hashanah, there was no mention of Shuva, no mention of forgiveness, and all of Rosh Hashanah was all about getting written for a, a, a good new year, getting a, 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 a good sentence, right? So it's very interesting that that um, what he dis- what he what he was discussing on Rosh Hashanah is not coming in on Yom Kippur. What he's discussing on Yom Kippur didn't come in on Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, the, the, the focus that Ramchal when he was talking about what Rosh Hashanah is about, his focus was was um, getting a good verdict on the day of judgment. It's Judgment Day, Rosh Hashanah. It's a Yom Hadin. Hashem is renewing his. Malchus, his kingdom, Hashem is renewing his corporation, Hashem is examining everyone's record and trying to investigate, um, you know, what, what, not trying, investigating everybody and their job performance and deciding who's going to get renewed, who's going to come back for another year. And Rosh Hashanah, um, our mitzvahs are the shoifer, the shoifer that we're blowing on Rosh Hashanah is there to ensure that we will be written and inscribed for a good new year. That's Rosh Hashanah. There's nothing about shuva, nothing about repentance, and nothing about trying to get our affairs forgiven. 
even though it's a day of judgment, and even though we're trying to get a, a, a happy new year. Yom Kippur, which he's not talking about at all of being a day of judgment, and Yom Kippur is not being discussed as a day of a renewing our contract, here the focus is on the tshuva, and is on the mechila, and is on the kapar, is on the forgiveness. Very interesting. It's a strange sort of double counter-intuitivism over here. The day of judgment, which is Rosh Hashanah, we would expect to see that as a day of forgiveness and the day of, of, of uh, repentance. And we don't find that over there. And Yom Kippur, which is a day of repentance, a day of forgiveness, we expect that to be a day of judgment, but we don't find that to be a day of judgment. So what's going on over here? So right off the bat, the answer is, again, this is why this highly complements what we saw last week, they have to be separated out. Because Rosh Hashanah, as a day of judgment, is a day of din. And when you're dealing with din, you have to face the music, you have to face din itself, you have to face the exactitude of din. Um, you have to play by the rules. And Hashem's midas hadin, the attribute of justice and judgment, is is very strict and is, is very demanding and is very exacting. And there's no beating the system. There's no, you know, weaseling your way out of judgment. There's no being evasive. There's no, like, hiding anywhere. You have to face the music and you have to face the din. You have to face the sentencing. You have to face the judgment. That's why the only thing we can do under Shoshana is to come invoking this idea that even though the judgment is very unforgiving and very exacting, but we'll use the shoifer to reconnect ourselves with the Avos HaKadosh with our forefathers. We'll use it to reconnect ourselves with our roots and say, you know, Hashem, we're indispensable. We're irreplaceable. We, you know, you gotta, you gotta give us a renewed contract. You have to stamp us here for another year because we are the descendants of Avin and Yaakov. That's the only way out. But, but to talk about things like forgiveness, to talk about things like repentance, that doesn't come in on Rosh Hashanah. Why not? For a very beautiful idea. The moment we talk about forgiveness, what's the problem? The moment we on Rosh Hashanah say, ask for forgiveness, we say, Hashanu, Boganu, Gazalnu, Dibarnu, Dofi, the moment we start to make a listing of Eravirus and ask for forgiveness, we're facing Midas Hadin. We're addressing Midas Hadin. We're addressing Hashem's attribute of justice. And when you address it, there's no way out, as we said, as we noted, and as we say in the davening. There's no way out. The moment you address me, you fried chicken, you toast. There's no hope. So you can't go for an approach of, of, of forgiveness, of repentance, because the moment you do that, there's no way out. And there's no hope. There's no salvation. Because you have to address me to Sadin. That's the attribute of Hashem that's present on Rosh Hashanah. So our only hope on Rosh Hashanah is to try to sidestep the Din and try to temper the Din with this argument of the Shoifer, which is, you know, we we, we talk it didn't have such a good year, but Hashem, look, we're the sons of Avintag and Yaakov, we're still their legacy, and you need Kleisro to be around. I am a member of Kleisro, I'm a member of, of the card carrying member of the of that of that tribe. I'm a descendant of them and I'm perpetuating their legacy, so I, I need to be here nevertheless. The only maneuver that we can have on Rosh Hashanah is a maneuver of nevertheless. But something like tshuva and mechila is not a nevertheless, it's addressing you where you're holding. It's addressing Midas Adin, and Rosh Hashanah, the, 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 there is no addressing Midas Adin. You address Midas Adin, again, you're going to get bulldozed. You're going to get you get fried. So that's why on Rosh Hashanah, there's no mention of tshuva and mechila and slich and kapara. 
because yeah, then you're stepping up to the front window and dressing me as in, and there's no hope for us. And Yom Kippur, we are able to speak about tshuva, and we the 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 appeals are appeals of of uh, forgiveness, and that we're prepared to do tshuva, and that we are doing tshuva. Why is that work on Yom Kippur where it doesn't work on Rosh Hashanah? So it's clear that what, what's happening is that on Yom Kippur, we're not addressing Midas Hadin. Yom Kippur is not a, di- a day of Midas Hadin. Rosh Hashanah is a day of Midas Hadin. Melech ba Mishpat, Ya Midas Hashem is revealed of the ki- as a king. He's renewing his kingdom. And as a king renewing his kingdom, he comes with the justness and the justice and the judgment system of a king. And Yom Kippur, that's not what's happening. Yom Kippur is a day above judgment. And days we know is a day of rachamim. Okay, that's the giveaway over here that, that answers both questions. Why Roshan, which is the day of din, there's no tshuva and there's no slicha mechil and kaparo, and why on Yom Kippur, even though it doesn't, it's not built as a day of din. That's where we do make the focus on those two. Because again, Yom Kippur is not a day of din, and therefore we're able to invoke that divine mercy and ask for forgiveness. Very gishmak. Um, so, so there's a dual, dual element over here that we're doing tshuva, and we are asking for our averis to be forgiven. What's that? What's going on behind the scenes of a tshuva, my tshuva being accepted more readily, and b, my averis being forgiven more easily? What is it, the Ramchal? paraphrases that <clears throat> to repair all the damage and to remove all the darkness to repair the damage that was wrought as a result of my wrongdoings as a result of my avarice and to remove all the darkness that um, was introduced into the world through my avarice repairing the damage and getting rid of the darkness the da- damage and darkness are lining up with tshuva and and um, tshuva and and um, forgiveness, tshuva and forgiveness are being split up into two different things. Tshuva is one item over here, and and getting forgiveness is another item that's lining up with with damage and darkness. So let's let's speak that out. Tshuva means I have. Uh, put myself back into a state where um, I'm not just prepared to do the right thing, I am doing the right thing. I am doing the right thing. Uh, and Yom Kippur, it's a day at Shuvah, but Yom Kippur, we're not doing anything. So what does it mean I am doing the right thing? The Territ says that, 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 that we're, we're, we're looking with, at a Shuvah um, that is getting to the core of my motivation to do the wrong thing. And Aveir is not just about an action that was done incorrectly, it's about the motive behind that action. And, you know, there's a there's an old Yesoid over here, which we mentioned this in different places, different settings, and different times, but an old Yesoid that, that uh, if a person does tshuva just on his actions, and you know, he's not doing tshuva on the root of the actions, the cause of the action, the catalyst, why I find myself doing those actions, it's not a real tshuva. person can have an issue with Lush and Hari. He says too much Lush and Hari. He says Lush and Hari all the time. 
Yom Kippur, he feels bad. He wants to do tshuva. He says, Shem, I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to. I'm never going to say lashon hara ever, ever, ever again. A very heartfelt, impassioned tshuva on his lashon hara. But if that's all it is, then that's not a real tshuva because he will do it again. He's got to figure out why he's saying lashon hara. Why is it that he's saying lashon hara? What's going on behind the scenes? Is it because he is lacking self confidence? Is it because he just doesn't like people? Is it because um, he needs he needs he needs uh, you know attention? All these things are the same ideas, you know, that goes together with self confidence. It's because he doesn't have ayin toivo. You can't see the good in people. That goes together with not liking people. So he's got to figure out why is it that maybe maybe he just talks too much, maybe just you know. Yaps too much. Hey, that's why he says Lashon Hara. So he's got to figure out why he's saying Lashon Hara, and then he does Tshuva on the why. Not so much on the what, but on the why. If it's only on the what, then he's going to inevitably do the Avera again and again and again and again and again and again. Got to figure out why he's doing this Avera, and he does Tshuva on the what. So that's the idea of um, getting rid of the damage. Uh, deep down, I, I'm damaged in in that I, you know, have... Um, um, motivations that are incorrect that are that are taking me to to you know to do to places where i'm doing various that i shouldn't be doing so real tshuva is when i get down to the core you know the very the, the very origin of what's motivating me to do this avera and i do tshuva over there i repaired that damage so it's not even so much about um that i'm stopping to do the avera it's that that i i'm i'm in a place where I can definitely say I'm on track to not do the Aveira again. Not just that I have felt very bad and very remorseful and and um, I'm repenting, but I put myself into a place where I'm on track to not do it because I got to the core, I got to the roots. Darkness is, even if you've done that, so, you know, but there, there is a lot of darkness that has been introduced into the world, introduced into your spirituality as a result of all the Averis. So you have to have the Slichim, Bechilim, Kapar. I'm still towing this whole barge behind me. You know, I have to make an accounting and a comeuppance for all the Averis that I've done. Those have to be dealt with. Those have to be addressed. And that is Slichim, Bechilim, Kapar. Okay, so we need a true tshuva and a true forgiveness. Um, and the true tshuva, the true tshuva is... Not just stopping the Avera, not just having remorse and regret for the Avera, but putting myself on a path that I'm really not going to do the Avera again. And true, Slicha Mechilin Kapara is ensuring that the uh, the darkness that was introduced from my old deeds has, has been has been cleared up. Okay, and all this is what's going on on Yom Kippur. Ulahoshiv Hashavim El Madregas Hakadusha. The after we have succeeded in a tshuva, we put ourselves in a place that we're not doing the Avera, we can say, you know, I really feel like I'm in a good place to not do the Avera again because I got to the core. And I've taken care of all the old accounts. I've cleared up all the Averas that were on the record. Um, that then I'm brought back to the... the, the uh, the original level of closeness and holiness that I once enjoyed before the Aveira, I have come back and I have returned to where I used to be before I got involved with these Aveira. So that's the, the, the final step 
in this whole process of the tshuva and the mechila slichen kaporo, the tshuva and the forgiveness. So this is what Yom Kippur is there for. Yom Kippur is clearly a day of rachim, it's a day of, of, of Hashem reaching at us, Hashem making Himself available to us, which is above Midas Hadin, above Hashem's exacting severe judgment, which is there on Rosh Hashanah, it's, it's a day that's above, that's a day of, 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 of rachamim, of mercy and compassion, which allows us to, to, to pull all this off. Says the Ram, on this day of Yom Kippur, we get the uh, the 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 um, channels coming down from above, which give us the, that divine assistance which we need to be able to accomplish all this. The 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 uh, radiance and the influences and the attitudes <clears throat> and the kaychas that are coming down from Shemaim and Yom Kippur are such that make this day a day that's receptive for me doing tshuva and a real tshuva that's getting to the core of who I am and changing myself at a root level for kapar for me being able to make an accounting and a reckoning and wipe the record clean, you know, hit the delete button and erase all the averis and for restoring me to my original state, that that's what's coming down in Yom Kippur. Now, so far, we haven't said anything about any mitzvahs. Now, one may ask the question, we know that this parak is not just about what's happening on Yom Tiv, what's coming down on Yom Tiv, but the mitzvahs that I do on every Yom Tiv, so how does that tie into the mitzvahs? Says the Ramchal, it has everything to do with the mitzvahs of Yom Kippur. What are the mitzvahs on Yom Kippur that we do year by year, year after year, even without a base on Mikdash? Those are the mitzvahs that allow me to access all this godliness and the radiance of Yom Kippur that lets me restore myself to my original condition, my original state. <clears throat> to receive those oiras, to receive the divine influence, to receive the kayach that's coming down in Yom Kippur, you got to keep the mitzvahs of Yom Kippur. What's that? Those are the... The five afflictions that we have to be afflicted with on Yom Kippur. That's right. The five mitzvahs that are daraisas that we still keep, even in Galus, even without a base mikdash. When we keep those mitzvahs of Inui, that allows us to. What do we? We don't eat. We don't drink. We refrain from tashmash amita from marital relations. We don't wear leather. We don't anoint ourselves. These are, <coughs> excuse me, the. Um, we don't wear leather shoes, I'm sorry. Um, so this is, we don't wash. These are the afflictions, the uh, the five afflictions that allow us to tap into those iris, that allow us to tap into the radiance that's coming down in Yom Kippur, that allow us to detach ourselves from physicality. There's a very interesting line over there. We detach, we make a nituk, we detach ourselves from the realm of the physical, a serious, significant detachment. And for one day, for 25, 26 hours out of the year, we raise ourselves to the level of the angels. Angels don't eat, they don't drink, they don't engage in procreation, they don't wash themselves. So we're raising and removing ourselves. The afflictions are not so much afflictions as much as their elevations. We call them afflictions because they're afflicting a body that enjoys being... In, in, in a more animalistic state, below the level of the angels. It's an affliction to that body, 
but by afflicting the body that way, we're raising ourselves to the level of the malachim. And what's going on behind the scenes in that, the kavan of the, the, the uh, Ramchal is, how does one on Yom Kippur take advantage of the divine radiance and the godliness and the kayach that's coming down in Yom Kippur, which is all about, all about us um, doing a real tshuva, getting to the roots of the matter. A real really erasing the record and starting all over again, that is when we raise ourselves above this world. Is this world which is the source of those motivations that bring us down. This world is the source of the tumma that that uh, gets us to do averis, the tumma that clouds and clogs our pores and our arteries on a root level, and the tumma that we have accumulated over the course of the year. So in order to escape that tumma and make amends for that tumma and start over, hit the, re, hit the reset switch, we have to be in a state of malachim, angelic state, where we have to hire not tumma. That's why Yom Kippur, the, 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 um, the way the Torah describes Yom Kippur is always a day of tahara. L'fnei Hashem titaru, on Yom Kippur you shall be purified. Day of purification. Day of purification. So that tahara shows up in terms of my taharas halev, the Mepharshim say. Tahara purity is a purity of heart. Lev Torah baroli alikim. We say, Hashem, give me a pure heart. That's referring to this idea of my motives are now pure. I got to the root of the, of, of the matter, the cause of the Averis. And we have to hire in terms of the, the darkness that we brought in from the Averis, that, that we need to have them forgiven. We have to have the record wiped clean because the records are so dirty and 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 shmutzi bashmutz. That is the tahara over there. Also, and that comes, how do we bring that down? We bring that down by raising ourselves above Toma, by for 25 plus hours, not eating, not drinking. Um, we have risen above this world, we're on the level of the malachim, and as such we can tap into that radiance and that godliness through those mitzvahs. That's what we're doing with those mitzvahs. So that's shot in the mitzvahs of Yom Kippur. Ushar kol prate ha-devarim kefi pirte ha-tikun and uh, all the other details that come into Yom Kippur, all the other details that have to do with the davenings and the, the number of davenings and how we daven and all the details in terms of the halachas have to do with the details of how this is ice kafir, how this plays itself out. But the Ramchal is always is giving us the the, the 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 bullet points, the basic principles, and the details all line themselves up within those basic principles. Okay, so that's what Yom Kippur is all about. Yom Kippur again, in contrast to Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah is about din. It's a day of exactitude, a day of judgment, because Hashem is renewing His kingdom. You cannot face din, you can't address din. To do to tshuva on Rosh Hashanah is inappropriate and it's inadvisable. It's a bad move because you're addressing me to sin. That's not going to end well. We have to we have to channel the din, temper the din, by claiming to be the sense of Amit Yaakov. That's the shayfer. Yom Kippur. It's not a day of din. It's a day of rachamim. It's a day that Hashem reveals Himself through the midas rachamim. That's why on Yom Kippur we say again and again and again, Hashem, Hashem, Kerachim, Bchanun, and that's why it's a day of tshuva, mechilas chilin kaparot. It's a day of tahara, a day of uh, of uh, with with the, the compassion, the divine compassion that's going on. Today we can make those amends, return ourselves, restore ourselves, and and repair ourselves. And uh, that's why the theme of Rosh Hashanah is all about tahara, and that's the mitzvahs that we do in Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Rather, all all connected to that. Very good. That wraps up Yom Kippur. Mr. Shem, tomorrow we will continue with the next paragraph, and we will go to points beyond. Thank you all for joining.